the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie Daddy from the Point After Show. I'm here with Tommy Wax Mannequin Lipko. I don't know if you like that nickname yet. I don't know, because, like uh, the mannequin part. Maybe I don't. No, it's a little plan. Call him Wax Armpit. We'll yeah. see. Eh, we'll figure it out. Shaved pits instead of shaved bird. Yeah. Thanks, Adrian Peterson. Uh, we got Polly the Advantage Lipko also in the house tonight, and then Cabby the producer Caviston, and we have two special guests. I'm gonna list uh, both of these guys real quick. Senator Kyle Mullins, Kyle J. Mullins, as his signature says. Honorable. Honorable. And we have our special guest, Taylor Scrignoli. I finally got it right, I you think. Nailed it. Um, he's our NASCAR and fantasy golf rankings guru and contributor to the Point After Show. So he's with us tonight. I guess you can just say a little, hey, what's up there, Taylor? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, Patriots. We're going to go through a little NFL stuff. Um, we're going to talk about Eli Manning, golf, NASCAR, and then end with the Miami Dolphins possibly getting sold to Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins. Okay, Miami Marlins. Same state. Yeah, same state, whatever. Uh, so let's talk about Patriots. Biggest news probably all week long, Aaron Hernandez. How could you not mention this story? Sad day for his daughter, his family, but I'm all right with it. Cavi, I know you, you have some mixed feelings. Uh, they're not that mixed. They're I, not that mixed? He's dead, and I'm okay. He's a serial killer. I'm okay a with it. A good day for the taxpayers. Yeah. I Bad day for the Patriots now because he was technically an innocent, innocent man, so they're going to be paying out that whole contract to him. He technically wasn't a serial killer. He was a murderer, though. He wasn't a serial killer. He, he was linked to, like, up to 15 people. Uh, I think a serial, serial killer is, like, on criminal minds where that's, they just... Have some kind of wacko kill lots of people and have no remorse for it. Yeah, well, I guess he, so. He technically didn't I'm kill lots Webster. of people. He killed one guy. Well, he was proven guilty on what? Well, not even not. He's never allegedly been killed. Yeah, allegedly. And OJ never killed anyone. Just but saying. Paul, I know you. Point. Paul, I know, I know you tweeted this out legally. His is this whole thing true about his daughter's benefit? Like, is she gonna get since he committed suicide? Not. Not being found guilty or convicted well, of a crime, he under was the found Patriots. guilty, right? He yeah. was yeah. acquitted. He was, he was never the no, other no, one. But the second killed. one, but the first, yeah. the first murder trial that he's in jail for, right? But it's in he appeals. Was, sure, and that's the law. Not, not you mm. know, he was found guilty of that. And then the, I think the law states that as long as you do not go through all your appeals processes, then that can get vacated based on. You know, you not going through all your processes. Right. Technically, he's never even like the the Patriots never even suspended him. He hasn't been suspended. He wasn't suspended by the NFL, um, because it wasn't legally at the point where they could do that yet. He was suspended by the Rafters. I'm just joking. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, zing. From, from 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 the Rafters. Here's the one thing. I'll I'll give the guy credit. You know, he. Uh, it's unfortunate for what he did, but he had some balls. He went in saying this is going to be end game here. Is is you know he put the soap underneath his feet so he couldn't catch his his footing if he decided to change his mind to any point of this hanging. But you know, I mean the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder though. Like it came out today that he wrote John three sixteen on his forehead. Um, they found three letters in in his. Um, Sell so, yeah. one. I think next you said, to the Bible. One, I think it would yeah. have been better if he wrote Austin three sixteen on his forehead and just had the fingers flipped up like this as he was hanging. Don't there. trust anybody. Would they just get stuck like that if he was hanging long enough? It just said what on his forehead. Just said, <laughs> what? Uh. So yeah, um, but yeah. So I, I and now, zingers tonight. I mean, we're, everything's alleged. We don't, you know, we're not in the cell. We haven't talked to anybody that's there. But I mean, supposedly one of the letters was to his daughter. One to his wife, fiance. I don't fiance, think they're, yeah. yeah. And one to his lover in in jail. 
Yeah. Um, and then I know it came out a couple weeks ago that a lady's been writing a book about this, and she, like, knew about his relationship with the guy in, in jail and everything. So, like, that's a whole thing. And uh, my whole thing, what do you got? Do you think this is CTE? I don't know. They 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 took his yeah. brain for you know oh, studies on it. Yeah, yep. They uh, definitely did that. So we'll find out. And here's the end of the day: is it's a sad story. A guy that had all the potential in the world and shows, I guess, what a little bit of a feeling like you're above everything else in the world uh, shows. It's 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 unfortunate, like Eddie said earlier, for his fiance and his kid, the rest of his family. It's a sad situation for everybody. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I I think if it's CTE though. At this point, that's a game changer for that whole field of, of study and everything because that's a really early onset if they find that. And I think that you're going to see a lot of changes come about from that. But here's the thing. Even if they do find CTE and, and it, you know, with, with the scans and everything like that, can you definitely link that to his behavior? Well, I, I mean, I'm sure I, I a lot of people need... in that in the – that are pushing for, you know, more of this concussion protocol, et cetera, player safety, are going to use this now as oh, a stepping stool yeah, to yeah. their agenda. But at the end of the day, this guy was, you know, lived that kind of gangster life for most of his life. I saw a funny picture the other day. Uh, it was Tebow, mm. Hernandez, and Riley Cooper. And it said uh, a priest, a racist, and a murderer walk into a bar. Uh, yeah. And it was like the three of them on the field together at Florida. What so was the punchline? That was just it was uh, a meme. Great in college, killing yeah. pros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But another thing to talk about, uh, two things I wanted to touch on with the Patriots, if you guys are okay with. The Bills declined to sign uh, Match Gillisley's offer from the Patriots, so he's there now. Mm-hmm. Six, two years, 6.4 mil. So my question here is, what does that do for Blunt's potential coming back to the Patriots? It's not happening. They also signed Burkhead in the offseason, too. Yeah. So, If anything, I think it hurts Burkhead. I think there's a lot of people out there for um, you know, for fantasy purposes that saw Rex Burkhead being a, a bit of a standout this year. He could have kind of went under the radar and been that guy that filled in for Blunt. I think Gillisley's now that guy. I think Burkhead's going to take a step back, and it all but assures that Blunt will not be back. Um, so I'd like to see where he lands. I would love to see Buffalo take him. That'd be fun, right? To see like them just kind of do a little flip flop, like Buffalo, Buffalo, like New England kind of sticking it to Buffalo in their own division, taking Gill on them like that. And then Buffalo had the chance to sign the tender, right, right, right. But but then Buffalo kind of coming back and saying, "Hey, thanks a lot. We'll take Blunt now." You know, I I think that would be fun. Do you think not as a McCoy owner, but yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, you think Blunt wants to play behind McCoy though at this point in his career? I think it's actually a great fit for both. Uh, I don't think McCoy will like it. I think McCoy. Listen, here's the thing: McCoy is not going to. He's not going to. Um, they're going to have to get somebody. Buffalo is going to have to get somebody. McCoy cannot handle an entire season with the amount of carries yeah, but I'm that not Buffalo talking about, does. We weren't talking about the Bills and and their thoughts and needs. We were talking about Lashawn McCoy. Well, yeah, I mean, Lashawn McCoy is not going to like having someone because Blunt's going to be the guy that, like he did this year, came in, vultured well, 18 if, touchdowns. If they're if they're winning, I'm sure McCoy won't be that mad about yeah, it. Yeah, most of their contracts are incentive based. You yeah, know? I don't believe that. It's not all guaranteed. It's all incentives. We had another big story, right, Ed, for uh, the Patriots this week that we want to touch on? Yeah, the Patriots, the defending, now now defending Super Bowl champs, traveled to the White House. Big, Kind of a big story. Brady, you know, it was a story from the beginning. He wasn't going to show up. Um, I know Giselle said that there was family, you know, things going on, but I think it's kind of a BS. We've all heard those stories well, before. Yeah. Tom said that there were family things going on. Oh, uh, Giselle said something di- well, totally different that co- like contradicted the whole thing that yeah, Brady then, said. Then she was on Twitter saying that uh, she was going to be in Washington the next day for an anti-Trump march um, for yeah, that's the, right, that's right. the Science Society or something like that of America. Uh, I'm, I'm <clears throat> so Brady and No Show. Yeah. Um, there was a picture of the. Patriots team, half of them weren't even in the picture with the president, I believe. Was that what it was? Uh, so, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what they did was, uh, it's kind of like the, the picture of the White House lawn on Inauguration Day. Uh, the New York yeah. Times, yeah. The um, New York Times put up the picture, and it was like uh, when Obama, when the last time they won when Obama was president, it was like 100 people up there with a signed helmet that they gave them, and then the next one was like 40 guys up there with uh, Trump, and nobody had signed the helmet. And uh, so Kraft, obviously, and Trump are buddies, so immediately the... uh, Brewed a little story. Yeah, the Patriots uh, PR department got out there and said the pictures were out of context. The same amount of people were there. They just had half of them sit down in the lawn and and watch that time instead of get up there for the picture. They were the losers. Yeah. Patriots version of fake news. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, 
I mean, Trump already has kind of a helmet going on with his hair, so they should have signed that. Uh, if they just signed his hair, yeah, uh, awesome. Commander in Cheeto. His hair uh, would have actually doubled in value. Uh, but also, Gronk had a little interruption. Uh, well, actually, he interrupted uh, Sean Spicer. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the um, while he was doing a little speech, and that was pretty entertaining. Oh, his daily briefing. Out, yeah, he did. He kind of came out of the, the shadows there and just. Yeah. Uh, did you see how spooked? Spicer was? Yeah, yeah. He's like, what the hell is this? You know, and, and I said in my article, I guess when you're getting ready to start World War III, any little noise or, uh, would spook you. So we had a guy on Twitter, Cavi, that uh, you and I commented on. He, uh, <clears throat> he made a comment about, and I kind of agree with him. If this was any other guy besides Gronk, you know, how much shit would he have been in for, for doing something like that? Uh, not only just with the team, but, I mean, with the, uh, with the actual, you know, Entire secret, country and secret, secret service. service. <laughs> yeah. But because it's Gronk, Gronk seems yeah. to just kind of get away with, with everything. I'm not going to agree with I'm, that. I'm not going to sure go as far as to say he's going to get away with murder like Hernandez, but I'm saying that he pretty much gets away with most. But end of the day is I, I disagree with that. I, it, it, it was definitely staged. Secret service, they're secret service, man. They're not going to let you just sneak past because you're Gronk. They're going to get fired if that happened. They knew what would happen. It was, it was all talked about for sure. I'm sure Spicer did, didn't know when it was going to happen is what well, threw him off. I think it's a bad look for Spicer, though. Just the, the words. Does he need anything else to make him a bad look? The words that came out, like, it was so perfect, though. Like, where Gronk asked him if he needed help. Yeah. Like, if, if uh, the rockhead, Gronk, who's, like, just, like, lives off the number 69, like, saying it and laughing to himself, if he's going to come in there to the press secretary of the United States and be like, hey, man, do you need any help? Oh, you got this? Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I, thanks, man. Hey, I like you, man. And then walk away. Like, that was unbelievable to me. Like, that that was awesome. Gronk stole the show for the press briefing that day. Yeah, it's just Gronk doing Gronk things. I think that's hilarious. I guess we'll keep it with football and talk about another scandal thing that's going on this week. Eli Manning. His whole thing about the fraud, getting with the memorabilia, saying that uh, I guess he's been accused of, you know, Merchandise that wasn't worn during games that he's been accused of giving out that's that were game worn jerseys. Yeah, he's not yeah. giving it out. He he's has a contract with a memorabilia agency. Yeah, I know Tom, you did some research on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um so he, he was talking about well, he's in a contract with with a memorabilia agency. But here's my question, and I I don't want to talk too much about this. It's kinda of funny. But Eli Manning came out and he's a superstar, NFL superstar. $84 million, 65 guaranteed in his last four-year contract. Why are you getting in a contract with a memorabilia agency? That's, that's just more work on the side. What the hell are they paying you? Is, is it worth it, right? So he went out. There's, this was a, a case that was dismissed a while ago, but now there's a new email evidence that shows that Eli was talking to the equipment manager to go out and get these items that can be seen as game-used items. And... The only loser in all this are, are the average Joes like us. We're the ones who are out there paying his contract by paying for the tickets, the concessions, everything like that. And then here they have the balls to come out and sell us this fake memorabilia now. And I'm not playing in the memorabilia place. You know, they, they're, they're selling what they take as authentic game-worn shit. But it's the athletes, again, that are out there basically robbing the average people that just are the ones paying for the tickets. So, like, what do you think he did? Just rub a little dirt out of the shoulder? <laughs> like, Probably practice I mean? practice gear. Like two of the, two things they it's requested were jacks. No, I, I would, two things that they requested were helmets. So here's what I here's what I guess is 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 to Tommy's point is I don't I would be willing to to guess I don't know this for a fact but I'd be willing to guess that he this is not this is a contractual obligation I'll get I'll guarantee he's not paid for this as part of a some kind of thing that he's been contractually obligated to to donate these things off fine he doesn't give two shits you about it you sign your own no. contracts man no, no this it doesn't is... matter you have you have agents that put that 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 then say you listen, get new you agents have, you have get new publicity. agents yeah listen at the end of the day here's the deal he's he's Eli Manning will never it'll get swept under the rug cuz he's a Manning and that's just the way it works in the NFL what do you think, Kat? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's where I was going to go with it. I mean, uh, my problem with it is, is they're selling these game-worn jerseys by him for $12,000. That's fraud. That's like, that's grand larceny fraud. That's $12,000. That's some guy that's probably, you know, you're not having, 
maybe your hedge fund guys are buying shit like that, but like that could possibly be some schlub out on Long Island that just loves the Giants and prized possession. That's like he's he has that in his house and he thinks it was a gain worn jersey. And like Paul said, it's a Manning, so this will never happen. Like I'm a Panthers fan, and Paul was talking about this earlier. It, could you imagine if Cam Newton did that? He'd be run out of the league. Or if Tom Brady did it. I mean, there's certain guys in this league, and it seems to be the Manning family that just can do whatever they want. I know, Tom, no, you're a Peyton guy, but, I mean, think about Peyton Manning ran his balls across some girl's face in college. His wife's doing steroids. Listen. Like, I, the Mannings can do whatever they want in the NFL, and they just get away with that it. That was locker room talk. We already had that. The president <laughs> talks about more commercials grabbing, yeah. you know, females by the, <clears throat> it's locker room talk. That's all the ball thing was, too. There's no talk. I wouldn't <laughs> personally though, sign language. Uh, I would say I would never. I wouldn't even buy Eli Manning's car for twelve thousand dollars, let alone a jersey that he wore, because he's garbage. Uh, he, probably, he probably drives a Buick. Your uh, boy Justin Bradley <laughs> would definitely rings. pay for it. Yeah, two Super Bowl rings that he didn't do shit for. He he got lucky with some couple catches. Won him. Yeah, he won. He didn't. There was there's a there's questionable That was a great yeah. throw. Talk compared to those two wobbly ducks that just ended up in some guy's hand. Allegedly, Joe. <laughs> what else we got? Because I'm done talking about Eli. I have one question on. Uh... Oh no! Uh oh. One Sorry. question that no one's really been able to answer for me. So, link it back to the CTE and and helmets. Why are helmets so hard? Has anyone ever thought about that? Should they should they should be like leather helmets? Go back like to the leather ones. How is there not like a Memory foam or spacey. I think about that all the time. Some type of shock absorbers in there. I don't. I don't. Inside, I think it's all like oh, NASCAR, hard foam still. It's all in NASCAR there. Uh, memory whoa, foam. Whoa! Can't get me all excited here, Eddie. So NASCAR you. Foam. So you mean like why don't they NASCAR. have like the foam on the outside of the helmet? Right. Like a padding outside of the helmet. Well, did, did anybody see concussion? I did. Yeah. So like he uses an example. He takes a jar and it's like half filled with water and he puts okay. a peach in it. That's your brain in your head because your brain's not attached to anything. It's just floating in liquid yep. in your head. So shaking that violently is your your brain smashing against that jar essentially. Um, whereas normal animals that do that, like a woodpecker's tongue wraps yeah, around yeah. its head, and and bighorn sheep have things. Yeah. So like humans just aren't made to do that. They say that the best thing for football to prevent this would be no helmets because you you wouldn't use your head as a weapon then because you'd agree. be you'd guard it yeah i think they so use almost it be, because the helmets so the they hardest, feel that it's yeah. the hardest part exactly. they feel that that like sense of security yeah. right and there I mean, which, if you false sense of security i guess think of us as little kids playing football what did they tell you to do put the ride down on them <laughs> so they were telling you to put your forehead on somebody uh, that's how they told you to hit it uh, i mean chest, that's yeah. how we learned you know yep. use your head don't use the top of your head cuz you'll get a what 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 a bruise uh-huh. you'll get a stinger and a shiver down your back you know i would bruise. be all in on no helmet football i think that would be the f- most fun thing to watch i think it would kill it actually yeah i mean it, you wouldn't have big you wouldn't have big hits cuz your body's naturally I mean, well, you, it would be really tough to do right now because you'd have guys who their whole life have played that way, so your 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 muscle memory is not there. But if you started that at a certain time with kids, like peewees right now. But what about what about when they're hitting the ground and stuff? You you think about this? Play go play in uh, go play in Green Bay in uh, November December, and and then you let your head hit the ground there without a helmet on. But you're not going to get hit the way you get hit now. You're gonna get you're gonna get hit. It's tackle football. You're gonna get knocked play, down. Use rugby for. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. was going to mention rugby. For an, for instance, I'm just yeah, saying, like some spacey or Australian kind of rules football. Foam, There's no inflatable yeah. something. I, yeah. How has this not? How like, has like someone a, not come up with this? Like a thin layer of foam, then plastic, then more foam, kind of thing. <laughs> I was just at the bed store this weekend. They have so many different kinds of beds, and they got this many layers. I, yeah, I agree. Sorry to throw no, you I, off. Uh, no, no, off. I agree. No, I 100 percent agree. I, I, I just watched Concussion like last weekend. It's a good movie. And, like, legitimately, like, as somebody who g- played, whatever, 16 years of football, however long we played growing up, through high school, and, like, live football, love it, I felt a little guilty after watching it. Like, I'm contributing to, like, like when you see that, and I mean, you guys as, as Steelers fans, more than anything, I mean, that's three guys right in a row that, like, you know, you saw the deterioration and the clear link between them in the movie, at least. You know, it's all dramatized a little bit. But um, I think that it, it made me feel a little bit guilty as a football fan. I don't disagree with the, with 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 the the, the study, um, but I think football back in the '70s was played a little bit differently than it is now. I get it; the guys are bigger, faster, stronger now. 
But back then, there was really no rules like they've put into place in the last 10 years in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that to Tommy's point earlier in the show with the whole Aaron Hernandez and them leaking it back to this, I think that's ridiculous to me. I think that they're just looking for a scapegoat of why this guy was certifiably just a, a maniac. And that's, to me, is like linking, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer with this whole, you know, um, it's just stupid. You can't go and, like, because some guy has some kind of something wrong with them, it doesn't automatically assume that there's, oh, he, he, has, uh, he has CTS or whatever. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just think that that's asinine. I think that they're looking for, a, they're looking for an excuse for him. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But, uh, so, so side note, if we can figure this, uh, this softer helmet thing out, yeah. we'd be billionaires. We should go Sorry, talk to NASCAR. Uh, they just built some, uh, Mike Mendel they built those nice walls. <laughs> I think he got. I think he's in jail actually for that my pillow. I think it was false advertising. Yeah, is he the guy that like hit his head on the plane and died coming down? Wasn't that him? I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's let's take it back a notch because that was kind of a deep conversation. Deep. <laughs> uh, you know, it was a conversation that might have been much needed. Got weird. Um, it it's it was a good question by by Taylor, and you know maybe sometimes in the near future that the NFL might consider. Softer helmets or some kind of, uh, you know, alter. Well, like everybody could just look like the kid from uh, the Big Giants. He walks out. He's like, "My mom <laughs> yeah. said your equipment wasn't good enough." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's keep it with Taylor here. Taylor, you're our NASCAR guy, our NASCAR guru. guru. Um, today there was a, a race because there was a, a cancellation yesterday with the in in Bristol, um, the Bristol Motor Speedway. Yes. Um, let, let's just start from the basics. What got you into the whole NASCAR world? I mean, I was a, I was a big Dale Earnhardt guy, senior, um, back in, back in, uh, kind of high school. Um, yeah, I was, I was number three in high school. I, I wore number three when I played baseball in college. Were you number three for the, um, Shooter McGavins? I was number three for the Shooter McGavins. Everyone uh, assumed, oh, I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. That no, hurt my no. feelings, too, because I was always number three. No, they aren't heart, baby. So when I put it out there, I figured I'd let everybody else pick their number first, and you're like, number three. I was like, oh, shit. I was unaware. I was unaware. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the love I have for the Shooters McGavins. I, I like that. So a b- big NASCAR fan back, uh, you know, Jesus, 20 years ago. Um, so kind of once I once I learned that there was a a you know, daily fantasy approach that that I could take and and put my kind of mathematical approach to it, I you know, got it. Really, just started enjoying it even more. You have a little coin on the line. Um, you know, it makes everything a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and ta- Taylor has been uh, both golf and NASCAR. If, please follow us at the pointaftershow.com and follow us at pointaftershow on Twitter because Taylor puts out weekly articles both uh, well I use his spreadsheet for golf and but he puts out an article for for NASCAR um have you been doing daily fantasy for a while like is it been going on since I'd say I I mean I'm I still consider myself probably a a micro grinder you know a, a buck or two at a time yeah it's hey you're cashing in every week it seems like would you consider yourself a daily fantasy ace (laughs) <laughs> no, that's you, Paul. <laughs> no, no. That's Paul's uh, Twitter. Paul Terrigo. Right? Uh, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I am unaware uh, of this. For sure. I'll, well, I'll, I'll have to get the backstory on this That's an inside joke. like 4,000-word <laughs> epics. And, uh, so, how many, right. so how many thousands of dollars have, do you think you've made off of DFS? Because you are pretty solid at it. Um, is the IRS listening? No, not as far as we know. Uh, actually, this is off the record. Not one of our 62 listeners. I don't no, know. I saw a helicopter flying overhead earlier. This is off the record. Uh, producer Caviel, pause the uh, mic, pause the <laughs> podcast right now. You can say it out loud. No, I, I, I'd say I probably cashed in about 3,500 bucks at this point. Uh, starting, I'd say my first big win was uh, you know, probably August of, of 2015 is when I really started started getting going in earnest. I, I think a Yahoo just came out. I, I put a five dollar baseball lineup in and hit for 125 bucks and kind of rolled that over into to Yahoo football that year, doubled up my money um, there and just kind of playing on various sites and you know, 500 bucks here or there across a bunch of different sites, you know, adds up over the you know, two and a half, three years that I've been playing. As a newbie to NASCAR daily fantasy, I played my first, uh, lineup roster today didn't fare so well but I had, I had a good run for a while i was in the money and then all of a sudden i took a shit came back looked at the, the leaderboard uh, and uh 
And next thing you know, Kyle Busch is 100 laps behind, so he probably did the same thing I did. But um, I, I guess what's your approach on a week-to-week basis when it comes to daily fantasy? Like, what, what, do you, what kind of stats are you looking for? What do you, what? Sure, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw the question out. Has, has anyone else entered any, any NASCAR contests at this point or watched any races? I've done, so. Both. I've watched races. Okay. Not Very daily. Good. They're trying to get me to fill out a W9. Oh, that means you're winning. That's well. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not winning. I guess they want you to fill that out regardless. So. I used to watch. Uh, I used to be a big Mark Martin fan. Mark Martin. Okay. Yeah, the Viagra car. <laughs> you got up for that? That's how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Mark Martin, he wouldn't have had his first boner. <laughs> <laughs> or last. Uh, uh, yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> I, to, to your point, Eddie, I had some. I had some Kyle Busch today. Um, yeah, he's he's my guy. So speaking I, of boner medicine, Kyle <laughs> Bush, yeah. Kyle's Bush, baby. Um, but yeah, it's a high variance sport. I mean, you know, one guy crashes out. Sometimes it's like <laughs> golf, man. You just want to get all six guys to not make it through the cut, but just to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you can find yourself in the cash. That's the thing I figured out. Like, is is for you when you're writing about this? Because I read your your articles are are really really good. Thanks. Um, and and your your formulas are amazing. And I I think I'm like. NASCAR has got to be so much harder to really predict and put a, and pinpoint down uh, accuracy versus golf because golf is realistically an individual sport. I mean, unless you're unless you're um, uh, unless you're shooter McGavin, you're not expecting a car to come out of nowhere and run you over. So typically, you know, these golfers just kind of play their own game. Where in NASCAR, somebody takes you out, and no matter how great you're doing, I mean, you see it all the time where the top two, three, four, five guys start getting hot and heavy down the stretch, and they they wreck each other. There there was a race last. I think it was last year. Um, I had uh, I had Kenseth and Joey Logano in the same lineup. Um, the week previously, um, I think Logano wrecked Kenseth for the win. Um, so I, both guys were popping on my model the next week. I plugged them both in. My wife even said, "Hmm, I don't know if that's a smart choice. They're gonna there's gonna be some redemption there." Well, I think Kenseth got a lap down and just railroaded um, Joey Logano into the wall, ruined. My entire lineup. I was cashing at that point. I, I was had green screens and it was everything was great. Next thing you know, you know, one incident. And that was not the f- that anymore. was the first of many times your wife said, "I told you so," isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, I get that. I get that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> feel Everybody pain. gets that. Feel your it's, pain, it's, a, it's a guy thing. <clears throat> yeah. So, so, but Eddie, to your question. Yeah. Kinda, as far as key stats, like key stats, um, you know, it's new to some people that you know there are some significant stats that go around in in the NASCAR world. Um, the, one of my favorites is driver rating, similar to quarterback rating. Um, it's actually on a similar scale. You know, the best you can do in quarterback rating is 158.3. The best you can do on a driver rating is a 150. Um, so I try to explain that to, to kind of the new people that, you know, that's a, that's a good number to look at. You look at kind of track history. You look at similar, similar shapes and size tracks, you know, mile and a half ovals. You'll see the same names kind of popping off the list there on a weekly basis. Um, you'll look at you know how they performed over the last 15 races, the last eight races at the same type of tracks. So I have a I have an entire model that I built, um, pulling in all this different different information, um, and it's uh so far it's it's so far it's been proven to be out. successful for me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know today because there was a um, in in Bristol in Texas there was um, which we call it a, a rain cancellation postponement yesterday. So today. I probably should, as a first timer, I probably should have waited a week to get into the Daily Fantasy NASCAR. But I'll, I tried to take you five bucks next week. <laughs> All right, thanks. Um, but I, I did okay for a while. I mean, a lot of my guys uh, did okay. It's just that you know one or two faded off towards the end, and you know that happens. And and that's what you get when you only have forty drivers to pick from, um, and you're picking six of them. You're going to have a lot of overlap with with other participants within the, uh, you know, within the contest. Um, and, you know, picking one guy over, you know, a similar price guy who, you know, Kyle Larson led the first 202 laps today. If you would have picked yeah. him over, over Kyle Busch, um, you know, in my article, I, I wasn't super high on, on Kyle Larson. But, um, you know, as, as kind of this season wears on, taking that, that pole sitter who's, who's out in front in that clean air, um, you know, they've typically been leading a bunch of laps, and that's where you get your points. Um, and, and you know, maybe today wasn't the best day for you to get in, involved. There was, you know, qualifying was rained out, so you didn't get any of those value guys. 
um, like we saw at Texas where we had a bunch of the the elite drivers starting in the 30s that you know made sense where they were going to move up you know 15 or 20 places um, and then you had uh, you know, like you said the, the rain delay kind of reset the entire track configuration that, that these guys were practicing in over the weekend so I'll tell you what I'll stake you five bucks next week and we'll we'll, we'll split whatever you win right. so let me deal. ask a question again I, I so you said that um, uh, Earnhardt was your favorite driver so obviously everybody knows the tragic tragedy that happened to him in NASCAR uh, so take that out of the equation. What was probably one of the most spectacular wrecks that you can remember in NASCAR? Because let's be honest, Bobby. Yeah, outsider. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the people like myself, we watch NASCAR for the wrecks. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I don't. I don't have any any big wrecks that are. I was thinking of there was, uh, a, there was one a couple years ago where someone was upside down on their hood, kind of. I can't. I can't. It was. It had to be a Talladega or uh, or Daytona where you get those restrictor plates. The guys are going 200 miles an hour. They're all grouped together. That you know, I talked about in the Daytona article, which <laughs> if you yeah. guys remember that race, proved yeah. to be true. There was just mayhem Lots everywhere. Of... I, we might be at Talladega next week or the week after, so we'll, yeah, we'll see soon. Up. You know. I was thinking of the one I was. We were talking about this off air. I was thinking of the one. Uh, I think it was. <clears throat> God, it had to be about five or six years ago, um, <laughs> and it's. Reminded me of today of, of yesterday's rain delay. They they started getting rained out, and uh, I think it was the Daytona 500, and they had the big uh, the big air jet dryers out there on the on the Juan Pablo Montoya. Juan Pablo just yes. smashed into the jet dryer. He did. He is that was probably one of the craziest, on most shouldn't have. I don't yes. even know how it happened. That's that goes back as one of my favorite. Like it was terrible. Not fair. That's terrible to say, but one of my more uh, NASCAR type of moments. I was like, wow, this sport's awesome. During a caution. So I, yeah. I don't then I figured out that they didn't do that every race, and it wasn't as much fun because I was like, oh, I should, they should wreck like that all the time. Someone might have might have you know blown an engine and had some oil on the track. They just had the jet dryer up there, yeah. um, and Juan Pablo must have been uh, you know checking his text messages or you know getting a, getting a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <Tugging> <laughs> you it. just slammed it. Tugging it. <laughs> Tugging it. Uh, <laughs> just slammed right into the jet dryer and caught the whole thing on fire. There was I forget I forget how long they were in a in a stoppage for that day, but it was. I think it was the Daytona. Uh, it wasn't the it wasn't the first race of the year. I don't think it might have been the actually yeah, it might have sure. been. I'm in my but own, it was. I it remember was a, it was being I, absolutely incredible. Though. Yeah, it had to be about five six years ago. But but I will say this um, for anybody out there that's listening that's not a big NASCAR fan, um, I can I can sympathize with you. But I will tell you this: if you ever have the opportunity to go to a NASCAR race. I promise you it would probably be one of the best times you'll ever have, and you'll have a whole new respect for what these guys do out there. People that don't think that NASCAR is a sport, so be it. You could think that, but I could tell you this. They're crazier than a shithouse mouse. When these guys are running around and flying around this track at 190 miles an hour, and you could barely fit a piece of paper between bumper to bumper, they're insane. I and, loved it. And when I get the uh, – I've only been to one. I was supposed to go to Bristol Night Race last year. It got rained out. Um, it still drives me nuts. still on the bucket you list. you got to get up to Pocono. Uh, the – I wanted to go to Pocono. Pocono is awesome. I heard it's it, fun. I, we'll have to make a trip. I heard, Pocono it's, big, I heard it's a big party. I think the Point After Show could make that happen. Oh, when is it? June, I believe. Uh, there's they, they race there's, twice. Yeah, there. they're, they're June up in Pocono August, twice. I believe, yes. yeah. okay. Eddie and I went to uh, Watkins Glen one time. Yeah, but that was for a, a wine festival. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's on the way. We can make it work. Yeah. Uh, enough wine. There should be NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were uh, pretty wrecked in the infield, though. Yeah. <laughs> there was no cars going around. Though. <laughs> no. And when I hear when I hear people, it drives me nuts. When I hear people, oh, all they're doing is going in circles. Well, if that's your analogy, well, get, guess what they're doing on a, a basketball court or a, a football field? They're just going back and forth. Just yep. Yeah. It's I thing. just try to figure out how they just <clears throat> do they piss themselves? That's the that's the million dollar question. Do they just pee themselves? Because they gotta stay of, hydrated. A hose right? hook up? I don't know. There's, it's just got, like, there's got a catheter hooked up to them? Yeah. I don't know. I doubt all those. Probably guys a diaper. They shed no. like ten pounds did, a race, don't they? Didn't they have a sports center commercial um, a couple years ago where one, I forget which driver was just walking down the hall. He just he just stopped and <laughs> Pete himself. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Sports Center does have great commercials. <laughs> this is the best. All right, but uh, I mean, besides going to uh, thepointaftershow.com every week and looking for your articles, typically on Sunday, that's when that's when we put them out Sunday morning because the race is Sunday afternoon. Any last tips for uh, listeners, daily fantasy wise? What um, I mean, obviously you could say just go with your gut, but what any 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 last advice? Just read his articles. Yeah. Read the articles. Uh, you you do. 
you do sometimes have to separate your your fan your fanhood. You know, if you're allegiance to uh, you know Kyle Busch today, if I would have been a little bit smarter, uh, maybe I wouldn't have been been playing him. Though he was the fastest guy in practice and, and has good track history um, at Bristol. Um, so sometimes, I mean, just like any other kind of daily fantasy sport that you're playing, you know, you know maybe Big Ben or, or Le'Veon Bell for for Tom and Paul yeah. over there. <laughs> I mean, Le'Veon Bell is always a him and David Johnson are always the best place, but uh, you get, do got to separate that that fanhood with uh, you know, with with your models telling you sometimes. All right, so yeah, look for Taylor's articles coming out on Sundays, Sunday mornings, usually <laughs> when uh, NASCAR races in the afternoons on Sundays. Uh, www. dot com. Let's what's talk this, about what, what's your Twitter handle for them? Yeah, yeah. The, what's your Twitter handle? Steve. Steve, Steve Scrignoli three, and I'm pretty sure I just retweet what you guys post. I mean, <laughs> He's got like, I think I had eleven tweets. Nine people. You gotta make that on private, man. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. your, your Twitter. He actually uh, didn't even realize he had a Twitter account until yeah. he started writing for us. <laughs> I, I went, We're it, like, oh, you already have Twitter. He's like, I do. I had to, I had to do the forgot password on that yeah. one. Um, yeah. Uh, you can check him out on Facebook too. He's there. Just look. Cavi will show me how to un make make my uh, the producer. All right, let's uh, let's talk about golf quick, and then uh, I think we're probably gonna wrap up soon. But golf, a, a big story that came out in the past week, week and a half. I wrote an article about it last week. Uh, I think either Thursday or Friday. Tiger Woods, another back surgery. Fourth and, fourth. Th- fourth and three years. Yeah. I know he had back-to-back ones in 2015. His first one came in March of 2014. Now, I mean. Everyone had high hopes, I think, because he played in one or two tournaments at the end of 2016. He was coming into the Farmers Insurance Open this year. Did he? I don't know if he missed the cut or withdrew, but he. In Dubai, he withdrew. With Dubai, he withdrew, but PGA, I'm talking. I mean, that's yeah. you know Euro. Um, I don't consider that real golf. Just, just kidding. Um, but um, Tiger Woods, is he? Do you think? It, I'll ask this question John. to you guys. Is there a better chance of him returning to golf or him retiring? There's a better chance of him getting back with Ellen Erdogan than him playing golf again. That's just my thing. Yeah. Didn't he, say, didn't he say, like, the doctor actually told him, like, you need a backyectomy or something like that? Like, that, was, that was a joke. That was, a joke. Oh. That was from a yeah. movie. He's a backyectomy. Oh, <laughs> Cavi really doesn't yeah. read our article. No, I, I did read it because I, no, t- no, I no, took no, that quote right uh, out of Eddie's article. Yeah, yeah. no, that was uh, from, from Half-Baked. That was yeah. from a Half-Baked uh, <laughs> quote from Sir, Sir Smoke-A-Lot. Backyectomy. So here's my thing, and I'll just jump in. I think he's done. I didn't like this guy until I found out he was... And this sounds terrible, so I apologize <laughs> to all the females out there. I did not like Tiger Woods until I found out that he was having... Promiscuous. Promiscuous. And then you liked him? <laughs> with all these other women and doing drugs all the time. That's what made you like him? Yep, because I was a Phil Mickelson fan, and Tiger Woods was dominating, dominating during that era. And I always thought he was like this... I'm better than everybody. I don't do that kind of stuff kind of guy. And then, obviously, a nine iron to his back window of his Escalade, trying to leave his driveway by his wife, led us, led us to believe that he wasn't that kind of guy, that clean cut, that image that every sponsor wanted him to have. But at the end of the day, I have to give him credit for everything he did. You look. Let me just – I wrote an article. Tom was going to write an article, too, uh, about how – Basically, how, how he matched up and how the golf world is probably going to miss him. I mean, yeah. go on. Uh, it's unbelievable. Tiger Woods, first off, and here's the thing. I don't even think the this is a back issue anymore. I think it's such a mental issue that he's trying to find ways to make excuses for himself. This guy goes out there. He's got millions and millions of people watching every single shot he takes. You know, Chappie this weekend didn't have that kind of audience following him on the course or even live on television, his Twitter, family, whatever. Um, Did you just call him Chappie? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Who the hell that, is Chappie? That's my nickname. Kevin Chappell? That's Chappell? my nickname for him, yeah. Chappie? Chappie. Chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're giving nicknames out here. Right. After show. But you look at Tiger, right? <laughs> that's what we do. This guy uh, is three wins shy of the record of Sam Sneeze. He, uh, 82 wins. He has 79 wins. He played in 328 events, and this is what I think is crazy. 
he won 24% of the tournaments he entered. 24% of that. That's, that's unbelievable. That's like, you look at Phil Mickelson, he won around 7% of the tournaments, and he had 42 wins. A lot of people compare and say Jack was the best golfer out there ever because what he did in the majors. Okay, he won 18 majors. I'm, I'm happy for you. That's, that's an amazing accomplishment. And obviously, at this point in Tiger's career, he's not going to outdo that. But you look at Jack's win percentage throughout his entire career, it was only 12%, half of what Tiger Woods is. He only won 73, I don't want to say only, but compared to what Tiger did, he only won 73 events, and he played 595 events. That's 267 more than Tiger Woods played. That's unbelievable. I, I, I just don't understand how people will compare Tiger Woods, Jack, and Sam Snead. Tiger Woods is by far the best golfer that anybody will ever watch. And I want to thank him personally because I honestly think we saw him play his last rounds as a PGA Tour pro. And I want to thank him for everything he brought to the table. Not even for the viewers, for the people that were on the course, the people watching at home, online, whatever way they were watching it, but also what he did for the other golfers in the PGA Tour. Like you look at what Phil Mickelson said, he came out and he said, I remember when I first got on tour back in the 90s, we were making, you know, a couple hundred thousand for a win, never thinking they would win a million dollars in a tournament. And now golfers today do that every single week. It doesn't matter what tournament you're playing in. It's, it doesn't have to be a major. And these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. Tiger earned over $110 million on the course. And he has no one else to thank except for himself with that one. Well, no, I, I mean, did you watch that Faraday interview of Phil Mickelson? He, he basically said that, yeah, you know, they did have their, you know, you know. Their beef. They're, their they beef. were the two they best did. golfers of their era right They, they butted head-to-heads for a while there. Uh, but in the long run, he gave Tiger props saying that he was the best thing that ever happened to golf. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And, and it even shows today, not just TV ratings, how they have plummeted since Tiger kind of fell off. But you look at your local golf courses, like rounds are down. This is, this, these are some of the things I was writing about. Like total number of rounds golfed in a year at your local golf course, your skylines and sleepy hollows are down. Uh, the, the ratings for the Masters final round was, I think, the lowest since the 80s. That's unbelievable to think about. And, and you know, is it, is it the lack of that one superstar that dominates all the time? Because there's really isn't that much of a disparity between one, two, three, four, five anymore? Or is it just the Tiger Woods is gone? That's what everybody came to watch. You have the, the manufacturers of equipment starting to drop out. Nike, who would ever thought they would stop making equipment? They're the number one sports producing company in the world, and, and they're just... Yeah, they had Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods under their yeah. contract <laughs> and for, then, like, five years. And then Tiger's like, I'm done. I'm getting back surgeries out the yin-yang. Yeah. And Nike doesn't rely well, on Well, didn't Nike Rory drop like him when the whole scandal happened anyway? No. So Nike dropped no, him. No, Nike didn't drop him. No, I'm pretty positive Nike no, dropped him. No, pretty positive they didn't. No. 100% actually. Okay. Yeah. So... I thought they did. No. No. Uh, no. Nike didn't. No. Buick mm. might have. There were a couple. I think like, there was like 40 <coughs> sponsors yeah, that dropped in. I, sure. I could say good for them because they saw I, they saw this this uh, downturn of his entire career. Hopefully, they didn't just base it on the scandal, but you know, with the back surgeries and everything, it, they they made a good move, I guess, at that point in time. I haven't played around a golf since Tiger stopped. <laughs> I could say that. I can honestly say that. I think maybe you know the worst thing that happened to Tiger was cutting out blondes and. Perkins Below, yeah. Perkins. yeah. Subway, I mean, Subway. that's kind of what... <laughs> I mean, you Subway hate to say it, but he hasn't been the same since. Well, here's my thing. Maybe and that's I know what was little, keeping him going. A little off to, well, yeah, honest, yeah, a little you know? extra exercise exactly, on that back, yeah. you know? Maybe, or maybe but, that's what blew it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but knows? here's my question is, and it's kind of a little off topic, why do these huge superstars of any sport go out and get married? <laughs> That's terrible. I, I hate have, to ask that question. You literally come across as the biggest dick in this. <laughs> no, <laughs> like not at two all. Separate occasions. Not at all. You fell no. in love with Tiger because he was he was he was having premarital affairs and he was doing drugs. Postmarital. That isn't why. Postmarital. Sorry. That isn't why. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it came across Extra. as. And now you love. Sure. Now you're wondering why. Why do they, they get married? Because they all just go out and cheat on their spouses, anyways. Okay, that's that's that is a generalization. Okay, the the ones that 
The, Dale Earnhardt there, there never are, cheated there on are, Mrs. Earnhardt. There are, well, that's NASCAR. That's totally was, different. Well, not, that's not necessarily true because no, 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 he was divorced no. and then he got remarried to a woman that's like 30 years younger than him. See that mustache? I mean, I do want to back time here. If you are a guy that, you know, just likes the company of multiple women, why marry one single woman when you know in the back of your head that you're going to end up, you know, committing adultery? Here's the thing. And, and you know what? And, yeah, I, and mean, I, I don't want to blame them so much either. I, I, I who, uh, just the athletes. Oh, okay, I was. Just, I because didn't know they if you're have about like the wives all these the... Instagram models out there when they go out to the bar, throwing themselves <laughs> at these. You're athletes. gonna blame the Instagram models? <laughs> that the route you're gonna take? Yeah, because well, I'm, I'm blaming everybody. Everybody's guilty. Everybody's guilty, right? Everybody's guilty. But you, if you're a star athlete, you have all these beautiful women throwing themselves at you. But I mean, look at you. Have guys like. Uh... Philip Rivers and Derek Carr and all those guys who I mean what Philip Rivers has forty five kids at this point and I think he's a Mormon yeah Derek Carr so he's like nine wives and Derek Carr <laughs> is, is like has been with the same girl since he was like fourteen years old uh, maybe how do you know that Steph Curry um I, I we could have said Russell Wilson but then Ciara <laughs> came along you know maybe she that's a good example you know Jersey uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean I don't know I think I think it's it depends it, on the person depends on who it is like yeah. like obviously like none of us want to see Gronk get married because what a disaster would that no, be he's you the know smartest what I mean? one yeah. of the bunch Big Ben's been pretty squeaky clean Except uh, for the two rapes. The only girl oh, oh. allegedly. Oh. He got married when the girl finally said yes yeah <laughs> no but I mean it's tough meeting chicks cool. in the men's room you know, there there are people that probably shouldn't get married and do, and then end up, you know, causing a like, scandal uh, like this. So, because since we're on golf, those guys, the what are they? I don't know what they call Dustin themselves. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, all those guys, whatever well, they no, call themselves. Not, the, not the, they call themselves the Pussy Posse or something, don't they? Well, I don't know that one. <laughs> that must be like <laughs> from the. Oh no, no, that's Leonardo DiCaprio and all those guys call yeah, stuff yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's no, DiCaprio no. and and we'll, and all those guys call themselves. Like, look at Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson from the PGA Tour. He went out and supposed. Allegedly, okay. the rumor has it is that he had affairs with two different wives of other, of other PGA, PGA players. Tours. Awesome. So, and then here's the thing, That's right? That's the so, best smack talk in the world, right there. Well, and then, <laughs> all, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> like, out. Uh, the guy has an eight foot putt, shaking <laughs> his boots over. <laughs> yeah, your wife said yes. Thank you. Here, you want us to take a sniff? But wow. at the end of the day, we have derailed um, this week. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I use the word sniff a lot, so you yeah. don't know what I'm talking and I'm, about. And I'm guessing you putting those two fingers under Eddie's nose didn't have any symbolism at all. No, 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 Eddie's got a leaky well, drip. Well, now they can all envision <laughs> the like fact shit. that you just put because your stinky you fingers under his nose. I just want to go back to the you blame the Instagram models for that. That's my favorite line of any podcast we've ever done. You got these Instagram models out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What ta- oh, you they just boomerang. <laughs> Uh, they just really. Uh, if, if I can vent for yeah, like. Once they put motion into the picture, if it's I can vent for 30 seconds on this, let me just do it with the Instagram models, right? <laughs> oh, I'm We're just going to need vent. some background music. No, no, I'm going to vent here for a second. Is literally, they bring nothing to the table, zero talent at all. And it just pisses me off because here we are, a few hardworking people. Trying to get a podcast going, and we're struggling to get followers. I don't know if and we they have just any talent either. <laughs> and they go up there, and they just show like. One booby pick or one butt pick, and they have thirty thousand followers. Yeah, but I'm one of them. Well, yes, <laughs> I, and I refuse to do it. I have. Oh, I I stand my ground don't on that. I don't follow it. But like, think about like your Abigail. Since we're from you know the Northeast PA, Abigail Ratchford. That sure. girl's worth like twenty million dollars right now. I will now. not follow her. Will not even look at her pictures. It just pisses me off so bad that she is zero talent. Zero talent, and she's making oh, millions of dollars. Is that, yeah, her, she, talent her talent is her what, what? That she she's got a boob job, lip job, an ass oh, job. That's been going on for years. Models. Yeah. Uh, look at Kate Moss back in the 80s and I shit. Guess that's, that's, we're planning to have her as a guest on the show. No. no maybe she'll come on as a guest and dispute what I you have go. to say here. You if, if you hear this, Abigail Ratchford, well, hey, uh, what our the buddy, out there. Our buddy uh, Joey Graziano over at BDP for Life has it in with her. He retweets all the stuff and everything. So, if uh, you know Joey, sure Joey, dinner. wanna you know send uh, send this podcast over and really piss off Abigail, let her know that Tommy wants to debate her on on her talents. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Oh, look at me. I'm going to put out a uh, tough Tuesday. I'm going to go up in my room and try on some dirty bras. You know a lot about some this for Instagram somebody who doesn't follow them. Yeah, I, oh, I don't follow them. Uh, tough Tuesday. Tough Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if she does anything on Tuesday. Sign on to Instagram. Liked by T-Lift316. Before this podcast gets any more sideways, can we wrap up here? Yeah, yeah, Ian Poulter. Let's wrap it up. Oh, yeah, Ian Poulter. He's getting cut out of this today. Don't even. Okay. He's got great tour cards. He lost his tour card. Tommy just lost his V-card. Tommy lost his V-card. Card. Poulter <laughs> lost his, uh, his tour card and he can't afford those ugly pants he wears. They're called trousers. Sorry, trousers. Slacks. Those knickers. Slacks. Missed it by two strokes, though. Two strokes, though. Two All strokes to make the cut. Two strokes to keep his tour card. $31,000. Right? Like, right, but if he made the cut, cut he would have. He had a whole year to did Two strokes didn't how he could have. No, he was on a. He was on a. Academic probation. Yeah, medical exemption. Major medical exemption. Major medical. But my thing with that is, like, <laughs> what do, like at this point like though everything I read it kind of seemed like it it's not that big a deal that he lost it. No, he's not. He he's still, still play. invited, he's playing this week in Zurich. Uh, even though it's a team format, I don't like it. It's Jeff Ogilvy. He'll go down um, to the nationwide tour and tear up and make like sixty thousand for the no, year. No, this is what so. he's gonna. He's the most popular golfer in England. He's gonna get all the sponsor exemptions out there for the rest of the season. You'll still see a lot of Ian Poulter for he sure. Said, he yeah. said the hardest part is just not being able to plan out a social calendar yeah. is what he came out and said. Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know when he's going to be playing and when he's not. Well, he'll be playing the British Open. <laughs> hardest part is now he can't get those Instagram models anymore. Abigail won't like his pics anymore. You know, good for them. Uh, All right, let, let's wrap this up. Yes. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for uh, our two our two special guests, Kyle Senator Mullins. You can follow him at SenLivit. Actually, he left before we started talking yeah, about actually, the Instagram like, models. Okay. Yeah, I left a long time ago. And uh, Taylor Scrignoli, at Scrignoli3 on Twitter. Just the way it sounds. It's <laughs> 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 a real easy one. <laughs> we struggled with that for like silent three weeks. Yeah, there's there's a silent. <laughs> Check uh, out uh, the, uh, the Point After Show official Twitter. We'll, we'll uh, tweet out his uh, handle so you guys can all follow him. Yeah, but thanks for listening. Uh, look for our daily articles at thepointaftershow.com. My personal Twitter handle to follow me is at Eddie underscore the PAS. Tom? I'm at the Instagram model. No, I'm kidding. At TLIP underscore the PAS. Advantage. I am at the FF Advantage. Cavi. I am at Cavi the producer, I believe. Producer Cavi. I'm at Producer Cavi. There you right. go. I haven't gotten that right. Not, not, even, not even once. It's never going to happen. All right. Check, uh, check us uh, out for daily fantasy rankings for NASCAR, golf, and other articles that we put out. Cavi puts out a lot of blogs, a lot of articles. Tom puts out. <laughs> Cavi puts out a lot of blogs, a lot of articles. He does. No, I want to, Tom, uh, plug uh, Bark for Life real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this Saturday at Indian Echo Cavern in uh, Hummelstown, Pennsylvania is the Bark for Life. It's basically the relay for life uh cancer event but bring your canine companions out uh they want to you know they're the ones that love you the most when you're down and out looking for somebody for some love they're always there wagging their tails unlike Happy those instagram models <laughs> those instagram models every time they get you so come on out this saturday uh from i believe it's from 10 a.m to 1 p.m so come on out to indian echo caverns for Bark for Life. Hummelstown, PA. All right. Thanks, Tom. Um, and then follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook. Check like out us. Cavi on YouTube today with his Yeah, shots. YouTube. Follow us on YouTube at Point After Show. The Point After Show, I believe it is. We, on got, a, we got a second show this week coming out, too, right? On Wednesday? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're uh, doing a special for the NFL draft coming out uh, probably Wednesday for the draft Thursday night. So check us out. This week, Cavi, check check us out. That's all we got. I'm spent. Paul sends us out usually. Yeah, yeah, he does. He made it this far. Has he made it this far? Thank you. My scotch is done. All right, thanks, guys.